All right, welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, culture, music, and all things the South. I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. And you know what? We're not going to bury the lead. I'm going to throw it over to Ryan because the biggest sports story of the day dropped today on April 1st of all times, and I could not tell if it was going to be real or an April Fool's joke, but by golly, it was real. Ryan, take it away. By golly is appropriate. Dan Gomez might be a better uh, <laughs> way to describe it. Um, uh, r- earlier this morning, I was sitting watching a sports show, and Logan texted on her group thread and said, I'm not sure if this is real or not. And then at the sports show I was watching, Dan Patrick's show was like, yeah, apparently Roy Williams is retiring. And I thought to myself, well, it's April 1st. This has got to be April Fool's. And we all thought the same thing. And then I think Marty Smith confirmed it for everyone <laughs> with his yep. uh, with his announcement. Dustin said, if he writes it, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so long story short is Roy Williams, North Carolina basketball coach. Um, he's was the men's head coach at North Carolina for 18 years, Kansas, previously for 15 years before that. Um, geez, man, that's 33 years. He's been to the tournament 30 times in those 33 years. Uh, for the record, on the internet, I am 36. That means he's been coaching since I was uh, three, and he has been coaching Carolina for pretty much most of the time that I've been of age, and living in North Carolina for that matter. Um, obviously born in North Carolina. He's a North Carolina son. He played there in the 60s. Um, he was an assistant there for a while under the noted Dean Smith. Um, if you've listened this far into the podcast, you probably know who Dean Smith is. So he came over in 2003. Um, 2005 was the first championship. 2009, second, 2017, third. Um, there's a ton of players through there, uh, NBA players. Just interesting players. I'm not going to go through all of them right now. Um, I thought it was interesting. to. I was watching something this afternoon, and, and, and they got a response from Krzyzewski about him retiring, Coach K. And uh, I thought it was cool, the respect that Coach K Paid, obviously, that rivalry means a great deal, and those coaches have been in it for a very, very, very long time. Um, I hesitate to use the word brotherhood, but it seemed like they both kind of been through it and and were friends on the other side, which I actually kind of appreciate in my elder years, uh, at least my elder years of the rivalry. So um, long story short is uh, Roy Williams, big deal for this podcast. Um, I think there's a lot of respect on this podcast for him. Uh, I obviously appreciate him. That's like a Frank Beamer retiring or a Coach K retiring or something along those lines for for us. So uh, we'll leave it at that, and we can we can next topic everything else from Carolina here on out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move into the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I'm going to shake things up a little bit, and I'm actually going to go first this week. I want to get this out of the way before I jump in there. I like Roy Williams. I have a lot of respect for him. And he deserves every bit of praise he's getting. But my first good is the 2021 will forever be known on this podcast as the year of the purge. Both John Swafford and Roy Williams are going to be gone by next basketball season. Thank God it's a new Atlantic Coast Conference. That's for sure. Because while Roy Williams was so successful that he basically was NC State's daddy since 2003, he was since he returned to UNC. He was thirty three and five against the Wolfpack. There was a just a celebration of both relief and excitement that Roy Williams is no longer going to be walking the sidelines in Chapel Hill with his his plaid suits and uh, telling him to run more and saying "Dad Gum" at every other uh, play. So we're excited because there ain't going to be another coach that's going to own NC State like that because, good Lord, Roy Williams once has said that he puts a big emphasis on that game because he was there at UNC when David Thompson used to run roughshod over them, and he ain't never forgot it. Roy Williams, man, I I respect him because he – even when we didn't deserve the respect, he put respect on us and wanted to put like push our face in the mud, and by by golly, he did it. (laughs) So hats off to Roy Williams, but I'm not sad to see you go. Second good is NC State baseball had been struggling for a little bit, but we go into last weekend with a big weekend series against the number 11 ranked. You got that right, North Carolina Tar Heels. And we not just we didn't just beat them for the series. We swept those guys, and we beat the shit out of them, three straight games. Like, I'm telling you, man, it's been a good week. I think the sun's been shining a little brighter on Raleigh the last few days. So that that's just a big – 
mid-season turnaround. Uh, we've won like five or six straight now ever since that. Things are looking up for the baseball program right now. All started with those that three-game uh, sweep of the Tar Heels. I got to say that again, a sweep. And next up, my last good is this one's actually pretty cool. Um, Peter Millar is doing a hosting a um, golf tournament here in Raleigh that the proceeds are going to like uh, some like uh, leukemia uh, research foundation or whatever, something like that. I'm not quite sure of the details yet, but I'll have more of that later as it comes up on May 1st. My company is one of the sponsors and because of the sponsorship level that we're at, um, we get like a little spot at the tournament. We also get to enter four of our employees into the tournament to play. So me and uh, some of my coworkers are going to get to play in this tournament at Wilmar. Um, that's going to be a, a good time. Um, you know, all the things going for the charity and that. And just for that weekend, I had to go today to buy a brand new golf hat just for that weekend. So right now I'm going to, I wish everybody could see it, but I have a brand new rope, uh, trucker style golf hat that says Saturdays are for the boys. So May 1st, I will be donning this on the golf course while, uh, my company is going to be playing really bad golf probably. So, (laughs) but, uh, That'll be that'll be a fun time. So that's my my good, good and good. Um, no negativity from me right now. And, uh, so I'm going to throw it over to Dustin to take it away. You should take a photo of it and put it on our Facebook. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, I'll just I'll start off and say, you know, I was this is not really a good or a bad or ugly, but I was surprised. At, as many everybody was at Royal Williams retirement, um, probably a little bit of sacrilege to say it, but I'm gonna, I'm sad to see him go. Um, he, I, I always liked Roy. I don't like a lot about Carolina, but I always like Roy. His daggums and his old shucks attitude and his uh, his use of rascal. I always loved it when he uh, threw that into a press conference. Um, he he was a good dude. He he respected the robbery. He gave. He made the robbery. He brought it back because for between Dean Smith and him arriving in Chapel Hill, it dropped off. It was not as meaningful. It wasn't as fun because Carolina wasn't good. And Roy Williams brought it back to prominence because he's a Hall of Famer. Um, He's one of the best ever. I'm going to miss seeing him out there. Um, You know, I'm going to have a little fun watching Carolina figure it out, but uh, I am going to miss Roy. so yeah, hell of a career. Best coach um, in Carolina history. Just want to go yeah. on record saying that. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast on that, but I agree. I would upvote that. Gladly. Um. So uh, my good and bad are uh, together. Uh, last weekend we had a lot of storms here in Virginia, and a lot of rain, a lot of wind. And last Sunday. Um, I was in the living room, like getting stuff together, getting ready to go to bed. Emmy was asleep in her room and my wife was here in the bedroom and a tree fell uh, on our like building. And it, it fortunately, so that's the, that's the bad thing. The um, fortunately the way it fell, it fell in between like the two windows of my daughter's room and our bedroom where my wife was. And so it just kind of hit there and then like went to the ground, which was good. But it was, you know, it was, not as loud as you would think, but it was loud enough to get your attention. I was kind of like, what was that? Just thought, you know, with the wind, like somebody's plant went flying or something like that. But yeah, whole tree fell on our, our building. Uh, and that was kind of crazy. Um, for my ugly, it, it all, it kind of dovetails pretty good this week with Roy's retirement announcement. Um, I just, I, I get a lot of my stuff to go down a rabbit hole every now and then and read like people's comments on the internet, either on like social media or uh, like message boards. And I get so annoyed with how ridiculous people are about uh, Coach K talking about Duke fans, not even just the greater basketball sports watching world. They people are like, you have one bad year and everybody's like, Oh, the past 10 years have been trash. And like how he hasn't, they're so critical and, but have no facts to back that up. And they like to talk about like the early nineties, which was a great time, obviously, but basketball doesn't look like that anymore. 
the game has changed. The NBA changed the rules. College basketball is different. Grow up. You know, like how spoiled are you to have Very. won for 40 years and to be like have a down year and then you want to talk trash? Like, I don't know. It's been rubbing me the wrong way this week because I've been allowing myself to read people's idiocy. And yeah, tech, tech would love to have Duke's last 40 years of basketball. Yeah, who would? Preach, Morgan. Preach. And it's just, I, I don't know. It's been really rubbing me the wrong way. And they, they love to blame it on like the one and dones and all this stuff. But you know who has the most tournament wins in the past 10 years? Kentucky and Duke. So number one, and number two. I'm not saying that that's the best path. I'm not saying that I even enjoy the carousel that goes in and out. But geez, we want to talk about results. Grow up. That's basically my summary of that. Anyway, that's my surprise, good, bad, and ugly for the week. All of what you just said there on that last part about the uh, people, Duke fans in particular, because I read the message boards too. I've been reading thedevilsden.com since I was 14. Retweet, 100%, bunch of spoiled people. All right, moving on to Morgan. Good, bad, and the ugly. All right. Well, actually, I don't have any bad, and I don't have any ugly this week. I really don't. I have a good, great, and amazing. So oh, yeah. let's, start off, let's start off with the good, man. I, I don't know about you guys, but... I'm a huge Law and Order SVU fan. Huge. I mean, I'll binge that every if I have if I'm an afternoon to myself, I'll binge that for five, six hours straight. And not sure, I'm sure all of y'all know this, but Detective Stabler is returning. His character is returning tonight at 9 p.m. for an episode of SVU. And then which after that he has his own show, uh, Law and Order Organized Crime, which I cannot wait to watch. I don't care if it's cheesy or bad acting, but I can't wait for it. It's going to be pretty cool. Uh, my good, I say that's my good, my great. Uh, the other weekend, we bought a bubble machine for Brody. And sure enough, it was a hit. As soon as we turned that on, he was just dancing around and jumping all around into the bubbles, just grinning ear to ear. It was awesome. At the same time, Bridget's starting to grab at toys and hold on to them. She's not changing them off from one hand to the other hand yet, but um, it's pretty awesome that she's already holding on to stuff that we hand her. And then my amazing is uh, my amazing, smart, beautiful, strong wife, after 12 plus years of working for the Carolina Hurricanes, has started a new job with the Brooklyn Nets. So she's going to be the payroll payroll manager working remotely from home 100% for the Brooklyn Nets starting on uh, uh, sometime later uh, into this month. So Can we talk on air or off air about tickets? Uh, <laughs> off air. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you did commit to tickets, right? <laughs> yeah. so that is my good, great, and amazing. Well, that's awesome, man. Tell her we say congrats. Yeah, congrats. They all said congrats. Thank you. <laughs> she said thank you. <laughs> I'm just happy she's no longer supporting the dead carcass of the Hartford Whalers. <laughs> to what? The dead carcass of the Hartford Whalers. They he said he's just glad you're no longer supporting the dead carcass of the, the Whalers. <laughs> just saying. They stole my childhood. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, apparently they stole Berman's childhood, too. That was apparently his favorite team. <laughs> Chris Berman. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. They've got a hell of a team this year. Harden and Kyrie and watch other yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. Once hope Kevin Durant gets back from injury. Hope she knows how to do really high songs. Yeah. <laughs> And I, if Irvin isn't off, you know, chasing flat earth and conspiracy theories for <laughs> 10 games at a time, then they'll have a good, really good season. <laughs> all right. So, all right, Ryan, throwing it back to you for your good, bad, and the ugly. Sure. Can I make one comment about the Duke thing that I wanted to bring up, but I didn't want to interrupt? The Duke fans that are talking about how much better everything was in the 90s, they sound a lot like the NASCAR fans. Oh, it was so much better back when people won by three laps and the race was only had three passes. And, oh, why don't we go back to the olden days where people could have crashed into a wall and died? Like, come on. Like, You mean back, back when, like, Budweiser and cigarettes were their main sponsor? Pretty much. The Winston Cup, Budweiser. I, hey, I, I miss I it being the Winston Cup. 
<laughs> just <laughs> the thought crossed my mind. I was like, I wonder if some of these are the same people. Anyways, all right. So I got a good, a bad, and a great. Apparently, everyone's positive this week. That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, my good, I can't believe this hasn't come up yet. It's opening day today. Um, uh, this shows that apparently baseball is just losing steam with the younger crowd. I've heard this all day on ESPN. Oh, we're just losing steam with the younger crowd. Ah. So as the second oldest person on this podcast, apparently that's true. The millennials, as you've heard our generational talk in the past, and whatever Logan's generation is, just clearly doesn't care. They don't have the attention for it. Dustin's too busy saving money, I guess, to go to a baseball game. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm, to be, I'm recording the piggy bank pod. <laughs> to be fair, I've been watching open day, opening day, but uh, your boy kind of overshadowed the news cycle today. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, and to be fair, my team, the Red Sox, was playing Dustin and, and, and Morgan's team. Morgan cheers for the Red Sox. They were uh, playing the Orioles today, and it got rained out, so that was kind of a little kicking the nuts to start the day. Nothing like 2021. Hey, baseball, rain out. At least the Yankees lost their first game of the season. True. So did Atlanta in 10 and, and And not only that, they lost off their overpaid pitcher. Yes. Yeah, we were, me and Morgan were texting our Yankees buddy about that. That was pretty fun. Um, this week is also Easter week. I'll point that out. Uh, it's the, as, as people have pointed out, it's the Christian Super Bowl. So uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's important to me, and uh, uh, it's a good time for me to reflect. I'll leave it at that. Uh, the bad. We talked about this in our group text, and I wanted to make sure it came up. Uh, the bad is there – well, Logan, you covered my one bad, which was that we lost three at home in baseball to NC State. I looked at NC State's record and didn't even bother to watch the games because yeah. you, you guys were so bad. We were 6-9 and nine coming into that series, I believe, after being ranked preseason top 12. <laughs> so you beat UNCW. And then swept Carolina at home. So as far as I'm concerned, your baseball team can kick rocks. <laughs> anyways, um, the bad was the stat that played during the Loyola game, which they ended up losing. Uh, it was uh, Duke. It was, uh, what was it? A winning percentage with minimum of 20 games in the NCAA tournament. And it lifted Loyola, Chicago, then Duke, then UNC, then UCLA, and then Kentucky. So nothing like letting a little uh, uh, statistics get in the way of your narrative, right? I mean, to be fair, Loyola had played in exactly 20 games, and I think Duke had played in, what, like 200 or something? UNC probably had 200 up there. Like, it was clearly the four blue bloods that, uh, no matter which way you slice it, are the four blue bloods of college basketball. And then they found a way to sneak uh, Loyola Chicago in there. So it was kind of funny. We were commenting on how terrible that statistic was. That's like getting one hit and they're like, this guy's batting a thousand and comparing it to somebody who like has had 300 at bats in a year. It's ridiculous. So, so based on today's uh, uh, statistics, the Yankees are the worst team ever in all of baseball. Cause they <laughs> <laughs> and then my great is uh played tennis a couple of times over the weekend. Uh, the guys can probably see this in here. Are like, what is he talking about? There's a tennis court next to our uh, our house, and uh, my wife told me not to say that she was impressed, but I saw she was looking over the net. She was like, he backed it up. Like he he really he after 20 years of I took tennis lessons as a kid. She was she wasn't she wasn't sure that I was I was completely full of my full of my game. I was full of it. I was sending her all sorts of stuff back over the net. Top spin. I had back spin. I was playing with two different hands. Now we're not going to talk about the reason why I was playing with two different hands. Part of the reason I was playing with two different hands is because about halfway through our second session, I screamed out in pain because my uh, forearm was completely shot from hitting everything off this child's racket that I was playing with on these dead tennis balls that we had. But that's besides the point. I just like to point out that I played a mean tennis game and now I have something called golfer's elbow. I looked it up last night. This is really an ugly, in case you haven't figured it out. This is not a great at all. I played one game of tennis, and my, my arm is completely falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's called getting old, Ryan. Yeah, well, it's on, apparently golfer's elbow, for those that don't know, is on the inside of your elbow and works its way down to the forearm. And tennis elbow is when it's on the outside of your elbow and works its way down to your forearm. Yeah, I didn't know that until I moved into this retirement community. I said we move right out. <laughs> So that's my good, my bad, and my great that turned into an ugly. 
<laughs> All right, so let's move in quickly into the weekend look ahead. Um, mainly, big thing for me this weekend, um, good and bad. The bad part of it is I'm missing Easter with my family for the first time um, ever, but the I, it's for a good reason. One of my good friends from work, she's getting married this Saturday, so I'm going to her wedding. Um, so I know she's excited about that, so I'm going to throw congratulations her way, and I know it'll be a fun time. So, uh, yeah, that's my weekend. Nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, Best part about this weekend is Big Tenless Final Four. Just want to make sure that gets out there. The conference with Rutgers has no one in the Final Four. They lost to an 11 seed, UCLA, <laughs> to not go to the Final Four. So what was that seed again? It was an 11 seed. I don't, yeah, I don't even know Michigan? if. What seed was they Michigan? A, they were a one seed. Okay. So, so you take you take their seed and you put that same number beside it, and that's and what that's what UCLA was. Too. Yeah. <laughs> they try and call timeout when they had no timeouts left. <laughs> Just Cla- classic Michigan. <laughs> hey, what is this? Yeah. He Michigan with an L seven weenie, <laughs> <laughs> a foot long, a Dodger dog. <laughs> yeah. Well. It, I just I got to bring it up. It's uh, I, I couldn't let that one not that one slide. Also, uh, you know, Gonzaga is playing a hell of a basketball. I'm actually looking forward to watching them play. They have Jenny and I have been impressed. They just look in sync, and might Mark Few might finally get that championship. We'll see. I guess. I kind of hope he does. Yeah, I, I'm okay with it. I just don't want um, Houston winning because I don't want to hear anything from my ECU friends about how good the American conference is. Cause I want them to be held down for the rest of the time that ECU is in that conference. So Houston's out. <laughs> We're canceling Houston. Exactly. Just, just like EC to ride on the coattails of somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, Morgan, I interrupted you, but I just You're wanted fine. to get that out there. You're fine, buddy. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> My mom's coming up Saturday, so Brody and Bridget are going to get to have Easter with Grandma this weekend, oh. so that'll be nice. Hopefully Dad right. slips away somewhere for a little while. <laughs> Hopefully Dad and Mom both slip away. <laughs> Let them both go down for a nap, and Mommy and Daddy are going to go for a walk. That's probably be walking a lot in my future. Who? Because <laughs> there's no NASCAR on account of Easter, uh, and Carolina's playing Duke and lacrosse right now, so that'll be over by the time you guys hear this. That's the number one. I had them s- switched in the notes, but that's number one Duke that's undefeated playing number two Carolina that's undefeated. The only reason Carolina moved from number one to number two is because Duke beat Syracuse. So genuine props for doing that. And then I guess other than that, Morgan. Uh, if you don't get a chance to go where the weather's bad, I guess me and you will be watching the O's and the Red Sox, right? Tomorrow through Sunday, a little bit. Yep. So it's baseball season now, so I guess we can – at least beginning of the season, we can talk about the Red Sox and the Orioles. I have a feeling that's going to be pretty lousy content come July. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we can still talk about the Atlanta Braves until they get to the NLCS, and then we'll choke. Yeah, that should that should keep us through at least September. Yeah, because we're we're guaranteed to be good. We just won't win a championship because we don't we don't win championships. No. But that's the weekend look ahead. Let's throw it over to Ryan for the Southern sixty four. Speaking of sports, is that what this podcast is about? Is it about sports? sports it's heavy on sports. <laughs> so the Southern sixty four for this week is about sports. So we have the uh, Sweet 16 for sports, and then we have Sweet 16 for entertainment. We took a break last week because we had our buddy Ryan on. Um, we went a little over letting him to defend the Big Ten. It's it's pretty difficult for somebody to take a lot of time to defend something that needs uh, a lot of defending. So uh, sorry about that, America. So we're a little bit behind, so we'll try and run through this quickly. That way we can get down to our final four by next week. So uh, for sports, we've got the nine seed, 90s Atlanta Braves versus the five seed Coach K. Um, of course, this news comes on the, uh, on the heels of Roy Williams. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and immediately, just out of pure spite, myself vote in the 90s Atlanta Braves. And, uh, and this is completely the wrong move. I don't care. I'm jilted. I'm a jilted lover. I, I don't. I don't feel good. The sun is not shining here. I would like to point out there was a gale warning 
here today. I don't know what that is. Every half day I wake up in the morning and I check the weather. I assume that's something about living next to the seashore. I'm just pointing out the sun is not shining here, so I'm voting for the 90s Atlanta Braves. Hope everybody has a miserable experience in this Southern 60. <laughs> um, this I, is the content you get on Miserable and Reckless. <laughs> really hope Coach K doesn't win this. Morgan, please at least make this a tie because I have a feeling where the other two votes are going. Coach K or 90s Atlanta Braves. I'm counting on everybody. <laughs> Through the Olympics, nobody cares about that. We didn't even have it last year. <laughs> the Atlanta Braves uh, played last year. Just like to point that out. <laughs> Coach, Coach K. You're dead to me. <laughs> All right. Well, geez. Do you have anything else to add? Do you want to twist the knife further? <laughs> no. no just, just Coach K. It <laughs> <Et> too, Brute. <laughs> All right, Dustin, go ahead. Please, well, you'll pick. <laughs> well, on this day, this sad but somewhat joyous day um yeah to go coach k sure he's from chicago but he moved to durham in the 80s so he's solidly been in the south he's been in the south longer than i've been alive so i feel comfortable picking coach k for this sorry chipper you're a great player love you man enjoyed watching the 90s braves but it's coach k all the way logan Atlanta braves fan yeah, so like you said, um, an Atlanta Braves fan. I enjoy watching Braves games. Chipper Jones is my favorite baseball player. Um, Greg Maddox. I loved watching Greg Maddox. Him and Tommy Glovin, John Smoltz. But man, I gotta be. I gotta be honest. Growing up, Coach K was a bigger impact on me than the Atlanta Braves were. Coach K is the greatest college basketball coach of all time, and I'll die on that hill. Mike Shishovsky advances. All right, you can just never claim the Braves again. That's fine. <laughs> I uh, don't know how this. I don't know how this is going to play out based on today's news either. Um, of course, there's a Carolina filter to this. Uh, the Southern 64. Then the next uh, round here we have is the three seed of Dale Senior, and then we have the 15 seed of Marty Smith. The only reason why I bring this up is because apparently Marty Smith was the reason why everybody suddenly believed that Roy Williams wasn't retiring on April Fool's Day. So, Dustin, I'll go to you, the man who said, oh, if Marty Smith says it, I'll believe it. What do you say between number three senior and the 15 seed Marty Smith? Are we going to have an upstart in the Southern 64? That's a, I mean, look, that was me who said that, and I think most of you agree with it. Marty, if he reports it, you know it's the truth. It's not no fake news coming off of that Twitter feed and uh, out of that computer. So I love Marty on a personal level, but I think if I were to meet Marty one day and I were to pick Dale Senior over him in this very uh, established, fair and balanced, (laughs) incredible tournament that means so much to America that he would be mad at me and would say, you've made a bad choice. So on the basis of Marty telling me I need to pick senior, I'm going with Dale. It's what Marty would want as a NASCAR reporter. Studied a lot of politics as a very political answer. <laughs> <laughs> Logan. Yeah, so uh, we have Dale Earnhardt Sr. We've got Marty Smith. Two folks that I like, but I don't have as big of a connection to as you guys do. I'm just throwing that out there. I like Marty Smith, but I don't listen to him or or read his stuff as much as you guys do. Dale Earnhardt, I like him, but I also am like a good eight to ten years younger than you guys. So it's like I was a little kid when he passed away. But so I'm making this a little bit more objectively because I don't have a, a dog in either fight. It's Dale Earnhardt. It's number three. The Intimidator has a bigger impact on on the South than Marty Smith does. Marty Smith is great, but it's it's Dale. So Morgan, I purposely saved the guys that are more related to uh, NASCAR a little bit later on in racing, stuff like that. For those that don't know, I think Logan just choked on an IPA. Sorry <laughs> if you heard that in the background. Yeah, I started coughing right as I was about to take a sip of it. 
<laughs> so Morgan, do you want to make this official together? We love ourselves some Marty Smith, but is this is this an official for senior? Is it a surprise? I mean, you know, I'll be I'll be quick. You know, I grew up around racing as, as young, pretty young, because my dad was involved in racing a lot. And then you got Marty Smith, who's up around Roanoke area. I mean, it's it's number three though, as as Dustin said. You know, you ask him, I was like, come on, man, you know better. You should pick Dale Senior. So I mean, I think it's unanimous there, right? I would agree with you. It's unanimous. I'll go on record though. I, I I'll pull I'll pull a Logan. Um, I'm not going to claim to know that I watched all the races when I was a kid. I listened to them in the garage with my dad. Um, I was aware of who Rusty Wallace was and Jeff Gordon and some of the bigger names. I knew the little Bonte guys. Bodine. Bodine. I remember Sterling Martin or Marlin, I should say. Um, I remember he got in some pretty controversial wrecks, Skittles car. Gosh, yeah, par- party boy, Tim Richmond. I, that was, that was a little bit before my time, I think, but yes, I, I know who he is now. I know Alan Kowicki. Uh, had the t-shirt and everything but, um the bottom line is uh I, because of my love for it now and because of like the the gap there is in the middle I, I i'll be honest i missed most of the jimmy johnson years i i knew who he was i watched it at jerry allen's when it was on in the background and the guy seemed to always win um whereas marty smith is someone that i could connect to almost immediately because he was just an every he really is authentic he's an everyday man and i i just want to point out that he's probably much more of a significant uh, influence to this podcast and the idea behind this podcast than senior is for whatever that's worth. Um, but at the same time, like, I, I think it would be fair to say that senior should advance out of this bracket senior versus coach K is going to be very interesting. So anyways, we'll go, we'll move on from there. Uh, senior advances for the entertainment. Uh, this in previously in the past has been one of the easier brackets for us to figure out. So I'm curious to see what you guys think this round. Um, the one is Dukes of Hazard that's moved through pretty quickly. And the 12 is Tom Petty. And that's also moved through pretty quickly. So Dustin, let's go to you. What do you think? This uh on a personal bias level is, and that's what this whole exercise is about, is uh personal childhood memories and love of the show versus getting older and figuring out like your musical tastes and influences. That's really what I'm comparing here. So made it a little tougher than I thought it was going to be on its face. I thought like, oh yeah, I, I know what I'm going to say. But then I actually had to think about it a little bit. For me, as much as like things impact you as a kid, I think it's much more significant for me that Tom Petty, I discovered as a musical influence. And I think it's influenced me in a much bigger way than Duke's Hazard. I love Duke's Hazard. I intend to take my daughter to, uh, Blue Ray, Virginia, and take her to Cooter's place to go see the uh, the like General Lee and like go through the museum and do all that stuff. But it's Tom Petty. It's the Southern Swamp Florida man himself. R.I.P. Morgan. Mm. Man, this is a tough one because I love both Tom Petty and Dixie Hazard was one of the first shows I remember seeing on TV. Obviously, it was, uh, it was this is a tough one. Um, I almost have to flip a coin for this one. This is, uh, I gotta go Dixie Hazard. As much as I love Tom Petty. I never got to see him in concert, and I regret that a lot because um, I'm pretty sure I had had multiple opportunities to do that. But Dukes of Hazard was one of the first that, and then you know the TV show The Incredible Hulk were the first two TV shows I remember watching as a kid, and I just I loved Dukes of Hazard. Fair enough. It's a hard choice, Logan. Yeah, so I mean, I've I've documented on past episodes when we've done this that I have um, fond memories growing up watching Dukes Fazard with my younger brother uh, during the summer. We'd stay up till midnight to watch it on CMT, make sandwiches at twelve thirty a.m. Both of us put out about twenty pounds that summer, and uh, you know, it, it's very. I look back on it very fondly, hanging out with Landon. 
Um, I also love, I love that show. I love the General Lee. I'm not going to ever apologize for that. So to all the cancel cops out there, come after me. I don't care. I love that show. But when it comes to what's a bigger impact on me, last night I interviewed on my other podcast, this guy from a band that I used to listen to in college out of Kentucky called Sunday Best. And uh, Nick Jamerson is his name. And he and I talked for like 10, 15 minutes just on the impact Tom Petty has had on us and how much like we love his music and how we we both think that he, or at least I was very obvious saying that I think he's the greatest American artist of all time. Um, Tom Petty's music is just up there for me. So it, as tough as this is, it's, it's Tom Petty. Okay. I'm glad you said that. I was worried we were going to get into a tie here. Um, the reason why is because I was going to pick Tom Petty on, on this particular bracket, no matter what. And um, we've joked in the past about the Chicago trip being a cool trip for us, but we did get a chance to, uh, I'll be honest, Dustin hit us up and he was like, hey, you guys want to go see Tom Petty? And I'm like, whatever, I don't care. I'm going to be drunk after Wrigley. So like, that's fine. Like, can we go see OAR? They're from Maryland. And the idea was to go see OAR. And I was general, uh, they were going to be playing on the third baseline outside of Wrigley Field after the game we were going to against the Orioles. Makes sense. Whatever. Then there was a Tom Petty concert we were going to go to. Long story short was the game got rain delayed. We had a wonderful time. We had a great time hanging out with each other. And then we went to the Tom Petty concert. It blew my mind. It was a really, really, really good show. Uh, a show that I wasn't really interested in going to. And Morgan, I'm not saying this just to, to spite you. When I heard that Tom Petty passed away, I was in the BWI airport, probably more on how much we travel later. And uh, I was very happy that I had gone to that show and I had seen him for whatever it's worth. And um, now that he's passed away and I've gotten a chance to listen to more of his stuff and to see more of how his influence impacted people, especially a lot of the bands that I appreciate. Uh, I'll also vote Tom Petty through this particular round. I would have taken him out with some of the other stuff earlier in the round. Uh, that was personal to me, but on this particular thing, it's Tom Petty. Um, I'd be interested to see, though, so Tom Petty advances. I'd be interested to see, though, which one advances, Leonard Skinner, the two-seed, or Andy Griffith, the three-seed. Let's go with Logan first. Yeah, like, once again, everybody knows music's a big thing for me. I mean, hell, I have an entire podcast. I dedicate an hour of my week every week to talking about that stuff. Leonard Skinner's a big, big deal to me. Um, Southern Rock, we did a whole episode on Miserable and Reckless about Southern Rock. You should check that out. But look, man, like when it comes to me personally, and like Dustin said, that's what this is all about, the subjectivity, not objectivity. And Andy Griffith shows just something that within the D. Berry family is something that we watch all the time growing up. It was something I watched with my dad. Um, back this past Christmas, I've said before, we watched it for two or three hours um, when everybody was home for Christmas. There's something that's so quintessential to North Carolina about Andy Griffith. And you know what? In the times that we live in, I think the world could use a little bit more Mayberry. So Andy Griffith moves on. Justin, do you co-sign? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a whole lot else to add. I, I I think the only thing I would add is I very much look forward to uh, sitting down with my daughter and having her watch Andy Griffith the way that I watch Andy Griffith as a kid. Also, to uh, make this, to bring this kind of full circle on Carolina, Andy Griffith is a Carolina grad, so this one's for Roy. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know that the, uh, I'll bring it up later. Morgan, what's your book? Um, Andy Griffith. I mean, I love Leonard Skinner. He had the, that's a southern, southern rock band, but I mean, come on. It's, it's Andy Griffith, so. I'm going to alienate myself here. I've already said I didn't watch NASCAR when Jimmy Johnson was a fan. I Googled Andy Griffith because I was watching it the other night, and I was curious some of the places where it was filmed, and I was embarrassed to learn that uh, it was, a lot of the filming locations were in Wilmington, uh, like the background filming locations were in downtown Wilmington. So shame on me. I didn't know that about Andy Griffith the entire time that I was in Wilmington, especially the courthouse and everything else. Well, the Matt, yeah, Matlock was filmed. Is that what you said? I couldn't hear you. Did I get them confused? Sorry, all my Carolina locations are good. Yeah, Andy Griffith, a lot of that was filmed in the backlot studios in California. So 
Oh, boy. Now that's on the record even worse. That's why I was voting for Leonard Skinner anyways. What I was going to say is that I didn't want a lot. I didn't, I didn't want lot, watch a lot of Andy Griffith, and I've started to watch it recently based on what you guys have said, especially when it's on late night. Leonard Skinner was my vote, but Andy Griffith moves on. I understand why. Let's, I mean, come on. Even the town drunk was responsible. He locked himself up every night. Well, I, it's a true story. Wasn't responsible enough to even watch the show when it was in the bracket. So... <laughs> Let's try and gracefully segue into our anchor topic. <laughs> so we've got Coach K Sr., Tom Petty, and Andy Griffith. That's what moves on. All right, so moving into, as we always like to call it, the anchor topic. Uh, we were talking in the group chat the other day about, you know, it, maybe it's the time of the year because spring's getting here. Things are getting warmer. I mean, obviously, summertime, everybody's in a little bit better mood. Um, sun's out shining. People like to go on vacation, go take trips with their friends, whether it's going to a baseball game, whether it's going to the beach, just doing anything like that. And then, you know, with after the past year, the vaccines are finally being rolled out and it looks like we finally see the light at the end of the tunnel. So we kind of got to talking with all that happening. What would be some some things that like when things are OK to really travel again uh, to to wherever you want to go, whether it's somewhere local, something that you just want to do around town with your family or whether it's like you want to get as far away as you possibly can and travel, you know, held to the Bahamas or something. What would be the trip that you want to take when the next time you really get to go on like the next vacation? So, well, first off, I would not recommend anyone going to the Bahamas. It's pretty much just a bunch of New Yorkers. <laughs> And new people from New Jersey. That place is it place is overrated and a dump and a dump. I mean, it really is the entire place. Fancy hotel we stayed at had like vomit and trash in the pool. I hope my wife listens to this. The Bahamas sucks, dude. Save your money and go to Bermuda. <laughs> Uh, spoken like a true southerner i don't want to be around them damn yankees <laughs> would you want to hang out with uh, with snooki i mean come on he said new jerseyans too <laughs> um it's it's an interest this is an interesting uh topic because i've every year in winter time i get the like itch to go places and as as we get into like January, February, I'm starting getting like, all right, I want to go somewhere. Especially, and then it, it builds even more when spring hits. And I think it's probably uh, even more this year because we've spent so much time at home. Um, I just kind of want to want my life back. I think is basically what it comes down to. Um, now we haven't completely avoided doing, you know, trips and stuff. Um, we just but that doesn't mean that it was like a normal trip, you know, in years past. And so as I was thinking about, there's a couple of things that I think I look forward to. And one broad category is large gatherings. I look forward to sporting events. Um, You know, like even just uh, taking like Emmy to like a, a Duke or NC state football game, you know, like, doing that on a Saturday afternoon and that won't be, you know, like next season because she probably needs to be a little bit older, but I'm just looking forward to the idea of that and being able to get together in the stands again and, and have that experience that also, you know, is concerts are the same. You know, I, I really, I miss concerts. I miss that. We didn't get a chance to all do um, the American Aquarium weekend in Raleigh road trip to Raleigh this year. Um, you know, I want to get shoulder to shoulder and sweaty and dump beers on each other and, um, you know, not eat ice cream before. Throw up and, uh, Hopefully not throw up <laughs> in the trash can again. Yeah. I so, don't ever eat ice cream before drinking a beer. <laughs> so, you know, it's a pretty broad category, but I think large gatherings is something that I really look forward to. Um, just having back again, sports and concerts were and continue to be, and will be in the future, a big part of my life. Um, maybe a more challenging thing to do because I have to have someone to watch my daughter. I can't sleep at home, but, um, you know, those are, that's two things that I, I think that everyone on this podcast and probably America for that matter are ready to get back. Yeah. Ryan. Split this up local and out of state. 
uh, hopefully that makes sense. Um, so as I've often mentioned, I, I did think about this a decent bit this week. As I've often, often mentioned on this podcast, there's like that Saturday, Sunday night dichotomy. I feel like that's real about the South. And unfortunately, for whatever it's worth, I feel like that's real and somewhat authentic about myself. Um, I really look forward to going to a bar. Sorry. I just look forward to going to a bar. Um, I, I know that this may find people at different places. Um, we have been very strict and very locked down. It's just without going into super a lot of details, we just have done that. Um, in the community that I live in, there's a waterfront bar. I would love to go. I walk by it every day. There are people outside. We just don't feel comfortable to do that. I would love to just be able to walk over and go to that place. Um, that's what I'm looking forward to locally. I love to just uh, also go to like a Navy tailgate. Um, by that, I mean, there's a Navy football game that's held in the fall. I would love to be able to go to that and just be able to like wander around and like breathe on people and like touch the same chili spoon as everybody else. And like, you know, like I, it sounds ridiculous to say, but uh, my parents uh, have been part of a group. And I think most, with the exception of Logan, I think everyone's been, but the long story short is they have this big tailgate. It's in the parking lot for the Navy football team. And it's a really fun time to go. I love to be able to do that again. I, I felt like I missed out on doing that last year or any college football tailgate for that reason. Um, the dichotomy kicks in. That seems like a great thing to do on a Saturday, right? Um, this is the second Easter Sunday that I've missed in a row where I just wasn't sure that it was a great idea to go to a large gathering in a church. Um, not going to go super religious because I, I don't know about everybody that's listening to this, but for me, um, missing Easter Sundays stinks. Um, missing Christmas, Christmas Eve, um, all those things. It's just not fun. Um, when you compile that with Thanksgiving missing, that's just what my family and what I've done personally. It's not everyone, and I'm not judging one way or the other. But just it weighs on you after a while. I just I don't know. You know, I just I, I would like to get. Sounds really weird. I would like to. It's Easter. I would like to get back into a church and have communion. I know that sounds super weird to say on miserable and reckless. I just would really like to do that. Um, also, quite frankly, uh, we lived around the corner in Bethesda from a from like a soup kitchen and like a homeless shelter. And this seems like the perfect time when everybody's struggling so much to just go be able to give back a little bit. And I would love to feel like I can go do that. And um, hopefully uh, when we can get vaccinated and stuff like that, I've moved to a new town. I'm, I'm not just saying this, like I would love to be able to go and give back like one day out of the week. Cause it seems like now would be the perfect time to do it, especially with so many businesses struggling and stuff like that. So that's definitely what I would like to do locally and what I'm looking forward to doing. Um, it remains to be seen if the waterfront bar takes over me going and donating at the soup kitchen. Come on, let's be honest. <laughs> well, miserable and reckless. I'm not going to try and paint myself as a saint here, but, uh, at the same time, I, I would like to be able to do those things. Um, and then out of state, out of state is very simple for me. Um, long story short, I love to be able to go. We were talking about maybe going to Outer Banks last year and it was right when all this was kind of shaping up and we didn't quite know what everything was going on. It's going with my in-laws potentially. And, uh, the bottom line was we just wanted to get out of the house. So when you're talking about out of state, I just want to get out of the house. So whether it's the Outer Banks or whether it's the Bay House, which Ryan owns that was on last week uh, with his brother or Morgan, your cabin or a baseball game or a concert, I don't care. Like, I just would love to be able to go somewhere with my friends and see how my kids' friends have grown and see how they're doing. And like, actually, like, I don't know, like, like flick someone in the ear as opposed to just like poking them via text. You know, it's just, I, that's what I would like to do. Uh, I'll probably get in trouble if I don't say my in-laws in Delaware. I know they listen to this. I have a, I have a nephew to meet now and a niece to meet. So um, I know that uh, Delaware has like 10 people in it. So all those guys are all vaccinated. So like, chill out. We'll get there when we can. But uh, I would love to be able to go see them and hang out with them. And uh, my wife told me I had the okay to say that basically what she wants to do when the pandemic ends is she wants to go get shit-faced at a bar. So if anyone <laughs> should face at a bar with my wife, if you know her, um, that's pretty much her entire bent on what she wants to do after COVID, which so much for all that walking and coffee. She's, she's off the wagon. <laughs> Let's do it at Morgan's cabin. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> There's shots fired and fire and all sorts of problems down there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Morgan, what about you, man? 
I think my my answer is pretty much the same as everyone else's. It's just you know, getting out and about with all of our friends and, and hanging out. You know, whether it be local or coming up to see you guys, going to the Bay House and hang out with the group. Um, it'd be nice, like you said, just to be able to breathe on next to somebody and drink a beer and get somewhat tanked at a, at a bar. Matt wouldn't exactly shit faced because uh, dealing with kids the next morning while you're hungover is uh, not 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 a fun experience. Not at all. Uh, definitely traveling. I'd, I'd like to be able to get back to the point where, hey, you know, the kids are going to stay with the grandparents this weekend. Chris and I are going to hop in the airplane and I finally maybe get to Chicago and go to finally get to Wrigley. You know, I would love to do that. You know, we, we've been talking the last year and a half or so of finally getting back to, uh, to Bermuda where we went for our honeymoon and just taking a couple of days to ourselves over there getting shit faced um <laughs> you want to, you i see a common I, I see a common theme here then <laughs> <laughs> your living room <laughs> yes um but it, it it's really simple just being able to have the the, the the i guess not having a fear of keep traveling and getting around groups of people and wondering if I'm bringing something back to my, my family. As, as, uh, to make it about Marty Smith again, as, as he would say, fellowship, have, have some fellowship with one another. It usually involves a few cold beers and maybe a l- little bit of, as he might say, getting a little partly cloudy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we got some family members who haven't met either of our kids yet. So we would definitely like to, go travel and see some extended family as well. Oh, we've been to church, Dustin. Fellowship is, you know, around a bottle of wine. <laughs> Saturday night and Sunday morning. Morgan, if you, if you want to sail from Bermuda, you can sail straight to, uh, straight to our community. You just got to be, you just got to be sober enough to sail. <laughs> and know how to sail. <laughs> all right so <clears throat> for me like off into the distance that <laughs> <laughs> there's my boat <laughs> all right so for me um i think it's probably pretty obvious to our listeners and to within this friend group here that my life has been a little bit different than these guys i'm not married i don't have kids and um i kind of live in two different ways. One, when I'm preparing to throughout the, after we got halfway through the pandemic and we kind of knew a little bit more about it and it wasn't as so uncertain as, uh, about like how easy it is to catch it, how hard it is to catch it, so on and so forth. Whenever I would be <clears throat> knowing that I was going to go home and see my family or my, or Dustin and they were coming to visit, I would kind of s- s- go to work, stay at home, you know, not go around people. Um, then just to make sure I was okay to go visit my parents, grandparents and uh, family, if they came in from out of town. But if it wasn't, I mean, I definitely have been to a few breweries uh, a couple of times and a couple of those breweries, like not going to act like in the last couple of months that it hasn't been like, there's no rules and COVID's over. Cause on my birthday, there were basically no rules at, at bowstring, but I mean, I, I've done that. I've, I've traveled um, here and there. I haven't gotten on a plane, but we've traveled for some weddings I went to the beach last year for a wedding. I mean, when you get that many people in a, in a, I mean, let's just call it spade a spade. You get that many people in a reception hall. It's not a lot of masks. Uh, at the more after they have a few cold snacks, it's not so much social distancing anymore. People kind of throw that to the caution to the wind. Um, and then like coming up here in August, um, I'm going, one of my best friends and one of my roommates of five years getting married. So we're for his bachelor trip, we're going down to, I think, Clearwater, Florida, to Clearwater Beach. <clears throat> down, so that'll be a fun trip. So I have that actually to look forward to. <clears throat> but uh, other things that I definitely would like to do when things, because I'm, I'm half vaccinated at this point. So I'm, in a couple of weeks, I'll be fully vaccinated and ready to roll. Because like after I got sick last year, I knew I probably had the antibodies. And I was just like, all right, I mean, I'll, I'll go to a brewery. I'll go to a restaurant here and there. Uh, didn't go really crazy with it, but I went out a little more. But after I get vaccinated, you know, and my family gets vaccinated, I definitely would like to be able to um, 
it, it, we had masks at Christmas this year, which kind of threw me off because they didn't tell me and I, I didn't bring one. So <laughs> Dustin and I were the only ones that didn't bring one because no one filled us in, which we didn't appreciate. So I hope they're listening and they hear that. But you didn't um, get the memo. <laughs> exactly. They didn't they didn't let us know. But, I, you know, it'd be cool to be able to hang out with everybody, you know, it, the whole family there. Um a little bit more like that but also i want to be able to see all my friends and travel go on trips like we used to i want to get back down to texas again I'd like to go back to nashville again i i've like morgan said i really want to go to wrigley field i'd like to get to more baseball parks than i have i've only really been to camden yards so i mean i i've been to a lot of minor league fields but i want to see some you know some major league big league games this summer so i mean it's just like a mix of things like that going to different cities going to getting back down to the beach a little more where you don't have to sit there and be like, you know, worried about being too close to people where if you do go somewhere, you you're sitting at tables six to eight feet apart and you can't get up without being yelled at by the people there. I want things to get back to normal, man. I mean, hell it's been a year. Let's uh, I'm ready for people to get vaccinated so we can, as my buddy at work says, open the floodgates, brother. (laughs) So I will go to Nashville and Chicago. I mean, I'm, I'm your man. A hundred percent. I'm down. <laughs> I am. So let's, let's go. I will oh, say I this. I, I might, I might be desperate enough to go places. I'll tell you what, I'm not desperate enough to go to St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd rather stay quarantined for another year than stay in St. Louis for five minutes. <laughs> for those that saw our Facebook today, the number one photo on that Facebook post is, is me, Dustin, and Morgan in St. Louis. I felt it was the only appropriate way to leave. The, uh, and, and Dustin's rocking the original Miserable and Reckless shirt. <laughs> 2014. Yeah. That place is a... Yeah. <laughs> that is a good way to put a punctuation on that, Morgan. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would like to add... Uh, Mile Zero Fest down in Key West, Florida. The Texas Red Dirt Festival would be a blast, and I, I can't make it this year. But sometime in the next couple of years, I, I just want okay. really want to get down there for that because that, that'd be a, a just a, a amazing time. Take take the ladies too. Well, maybe Logan, I don't know. Logan Logan may not, but yeah, probably not. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I think it's safe to say it's consensus here that we all are ready to everybody, everyone to get vaccinated, us to be able to get on a plane and have fun with our friends again. Hopefully, it's sooner rather than later. But now, moving away from that, let's move into everyone's favorite segment, where that's always as mysterious as the lunch meat in the Sloppy Joes in the 1980s, Morgan's Cancel Corner. All right, well, welcome back to another rousing episode of Morgan's Cancel Corner. Cancel. So I had to think about this one this week and as I'm sitting at a stoplight and having to do what I had to do, it hit me when I knew I was going to cancel this week. So I don't know about you guys, but down here in Holly Springs, uh, this might be more of a local cancel, but I left the, I left the, the grocery store, got to the stoplight, needed to take a left. But at this certain intersection, you can't take freaking lefts. You can only take rights because the idiot who designed this decided it would help cut down on traffic accidents so this genius has me taking a right to go a quarter of a mile down the road to another stoplight where they created a stoplight for the sheer purpose of a u-turn you get down there you do a u-turn come back up and at this stoplight when you take a left there's no street you can go down it's just a complete turnaround you come back up to the exact same fucking stoplight you're at when you wanted to take a left to begin with. And I get stopped at said stoplight as soon as I get to it. And I'm looking at people having to do the exact same thing I just did. It's frustrating. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't care. People just need to learn how to drive so we can have normal stoplight intersections. If I want to take a left, I would like to take a left. If I want to take a right, I want to take a right. And also the roundabouts. They're cute and fancy, but I think those things are useless as well. <laughs> They're just put there for show and for artsy people in places like Cary and, and you know, uh, the West End of Richmond. <laughs> so, I guess all it, over Indiana. I guess in this, this case, too, 
Holly Springs. <laughs> Holly Springs. <laughs> Heard you guys had a lot of traffic problems where you are. Is it? It it's, just it's it's just fancy intersections that they just no just yeah. no you're, you're canceled. Have normal intersections like normal people. That is my cancel corner for the week. Tune in next week. Same cancel time. Same canceled channel. Canceled. Canceled. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after that rousing edition of Morgan's Cancel Corner, it is Easter week. So we're not going to kick the can down the road. We're actually going to end on a little bit of positivity and hope and sunshine for the world. So I'm going to throw it over to Ryan for this week's edition. We're bringing it back, folks. Bless your heart. So I did go look this up. I think it's been since right around Thanksgiving that we had a bless your heart. Hey, look, the winter's the winter's a cold, dark place. Okay, maybe 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 we're not all in the best mood. It's Easter week. Um, we've been saving this for a little while. Uh, so I wanted to mention this it, for a couple of weeks now. It's the Central Union Mission. Um, this place specifically is in Washington D.C. Uh, me and Dustin live close to Washington D.C. Uh, but these homeless shelters do exist in every city around the country, especially locally. Um, the reason why I'm bringing this up, especially after the past year, it's been exhausting to carry the weight of the world um, and the f- just feel the need to do something all the time. At least that's how I feel. I feel like it's exhausting to be concerned about everything and worry about what could mess up and what could get you off track and everything else. Uh, but then at the same time, I feel selfish when I want to try and not think about that. So I, the conclusion I came to is how much can I reasonably dedicate to help of my time? I got to work. I got to do other things. And then where's my best, uh, where's my effort best used? And so I've often found over the past couple of years that uh, helping locally is best specifically for me. Maybe it will be for you. So this is a charity that I've uh, really enjoyed for a while now. That's locally based in Washington, DC. Actually, my sister-in-law told me about this. They help support the homeless in Washington, D.C. Again, their name is the Central Union Mission. Um, They're they're near Union Station for those that are familiar with the area. Otherwise, it's the train station that's uh, Amtrak and and others go into that area. Um, I like this uh, charity and I wanted to call them out because they don't just perpetuate the cycle of homelessness as in just feed the need, feed feed the need, but they try and step in and transform it. And that sounds very fancy, but basically what it means is they provide for immediate needs while they train people for long-term self-sufficiency and success, uh, giving them resumes, giving them clothing, um, training them for jobs, et cetera. Uh, they provide 170 beds a night. Um, I would say that they are unabashedly faith-based. Um, sorry again, if that rubs people the wrong way, but, uh, they just, they seek to provide immediate physical needs, but also emotional needs. You spend enough time out on the streets. Uh, you, you, you need something to believe in, right? So whether that's the people that are, giving the money or the people that are providing you care or something greater than that, that's controlling the universe. Um, they've got all sorts of different things here. Like I said, 170 beds a night workforce development program for men, uh, with over 300 participants, they have an addiction services program, um, which is a huge deal. They operate a food and clothing distribution center, um, which closes over 5,750 people each month. This is, this is a massive, organization that is almost completely run by, uh, by donations. Um, during the Thanksgiving time period, which is the last time I got this stat, they distributed 13,000 box lunches in one day with sandwiches and cold weather gear to prep people, um, including PPE for the coronavirus, uh, situation. Um, and in the last year they found 120 people employment outside of the mission. So literally taking people off the streets, training them, um, and whatever they may need, whether it's addiction services, uh, emotional support, et cetera, and then literally getting them employment so that they can move into their own homes, halfway houses or actual real apartments um, is pretty incredible if you think about it. That's 120 people a year. That's what? Uh, now I'm getting lost in the math. That's 10 people a month. That's two and a half people a week. Did I do that right? That they're doing something like that? Um, and they've offer just under uh, 4,000 addiction and counseling sessions. Um, if people are interested or if you're interested in looking at places in your area, I know we've talked about pay it forward in Raleigh in the past for the North Carolina listeners. Um, look out for somewhere local like that. I'm not necessarily commanding you to do it, but um, 
you might want to reach out and just just think about it, especially uh, as we've gotten through the 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 springtime to a certain extent, and we're kind of going into the summer months where things can get kind of hot and uncomfortable. Um, people can go into the Central Union Mission in D.C. and if you give two bucks, um, that pays for somebody's meal. Um, two bucks, as far as I'm concerned, is is uh, definitely shipping cost on an Amazon order or something like that. Um, two bucks pays for an Easter meal this week at the Central Union Mission, and two bucks paid for a Thanksgiving meal back in November. Um, I'm just I'll get off my soapbox, but it's a great chance to pay it forward, um, especially as people come out of a dark old winter. Uh, especially this year, imagine what it's like to know that the world still has good people in it. Um, you don't have to feel crappy, uh, to like, uh, sorry, I said that wrong. You don't have to be on a park bench to feel crappy about the way that the world's gone in the past little while. I know people have lost people and sacrificed and a bunch of other stuff, but it's really nice to find out that, um, people still care and they're still donating even when they don't see the final results. So I guess what better way to celebrate Easter or just to celebrate making it through the past year, no matter what it's done for you. Maybe it's made you a lot of money. Maybe it's been really hard, but how, how about a better way than to serve somebody else with even just as little as two bucks, you know? So just a thought, not necessarily an ad. They don't do anything for a podcast and we've been sitting on it for six months. So we obviously didn't care about it that much. I hate to say it that way, but at the same time, the point of this podcast is to bring, uh, is to bring attention to, uh, to uh, not just be miserable all the time. We'll we'll leave it at that. I probably butchered it enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, we uh, we definitely have been sitting on it, and we get we get caught up in bitching and moaning about things sometimes because it it is miserable and reckless after all. But I'm glad that we finally got to that because, like we said earlier, the work will use a little bit more of Mayberry, so I think they're doing good work. All right. So, well, we'd like to wish all of our listeners and all of their family a happy and safe Easter. Um, hope everyone enjoys the weekend. And for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan, sitting here with Dustin, Ryan, and Morgan, and we will see you next time.